is hilarious because I'm about to read to you from like a really good day and today I'm having like a, a different sort of day. <laughs> That's just like incredibly rushed, but this will be good. This will be good to remind me. Um, um, okay, here, here we go. Um, two Thursdays ago, I had a good day. Below, I detailed the minutia of that morning because it's wild to me how it led to momentum for the rest of the day. Sun floods my studio, it always does. I wake up before my alarm, I never do. Barely 7 a.m., it was already warm outside, making it easy to jump out of bed, a contrast to the lingering April winters I'm used to. I turn on this playlist, that's very upbeat. I clean a little bit because the brightness in the morning spotlights any ounce of dust. On a rug in my kitchen, I do the daily weird ab routine that should take 10 minutes, but usually takes about 20. This day, it took 10. I douse myself in sunscreen and deodorant and put on an outfit without second guessing it. I walk 25 minutes down my street, still listening to the playlist, but taking breaks to listen and respond to voice texts from pals near and far. I arrive at the coffee shop, hoping to see friends. It's crowded, but not with anyone I know. I order and my friend working there needs a minute to make a new pot. It will be a while. I'm relieved. The longer it takes, the more likely I am to run into a friend. This is where I go for water cooler talk before getting back to work. I look at my phone, then I stop myself. I bring my drip coffee to the back patio, switching from longing for camaraderie to being content, being alone and public reading for a few minutes, but not for long. Katie, I hear two friends join me. What are you reading? One says, I tell them about my friend, Crystal Zine. It's called Four Seasons. I read some of it to them out loud. They play me a song on their phone that it reminds them of. I pet their dog Snowflake. I have to go and they are disappointed, which makes me feel loved. Before I walk away, they tell me that they've been listening to the last few episodes of my podcast, and it's actually the only podcast that they've ever listened to. I'm shocked. My ego loves a compliment. High on the caffeine and the unexpected external validation, I am beaming. Out in the front, I hear someone else yell my name as I'm about to walk away. I walk over to him and another old friend leaning against another shop. The sun shines on the two of them and the scene could be their album cover. We conjured you, one says. You talking about me? I joke. I stand between these effortlessly cool dudes laughing and squinting in the sun. One of them has to rush off to work. The other invites me somewhere. Then he asks if I want to ride home. My two comforting, constant wishes, being invited and being driven. My dopamine level soars at this point. The socializing, the caffeine, the sunlight, the endorphins, it all snowballed and a few hours only had passed. But yet when I walked into my apartment, I felt different from when I left. My mood shouldn't be so dependent on attention from others. Am I addicted to it? Maybe. Am I dependent on it? Probably. But would I be okay without it? I think I would be. I'm working on diversifying where I'm turning for validation and connection so as not to put 
pressure on one person, place, or routine. However, as discussed in the last several episodes of my podcast, I mentioned a couple of those episodes, we are built to connect, collaborate, lean on, and yes, even depend on each other. Sure, that can go haywire into toxic codependency, but it can also just be nice. The mundane bits of that morning a few weeks ago made me feel connected and well-resourced for the rest of the day. My typical anxiety was replaced with self-esteem, so I floated between tasks with focus. And focus, I've realized, thanks to an episode of my podcast, is really all I'm ever yearning for. Later that afternoon, I am waiting in a line. I almost opened my phone and went on Instagram until I remembered I couldn't risk that. My friend Crystal pointed out in an episode of my podcast that that app, our phones in general really, are a portal. And if we open up that portal, we don't know what we're going to get. It's uncertain. It has the potential to take my mood down completely by seeing something I wish I was invited to or that the number of people following me has gone down by another hundred. I wanted to continue to ride the wave of my unexpectedly lovely morning for as long as I could, so I couldn't risk going on there. So I didn't go on Instagram for the rest of that day or for several days after that. And here's what I noticed. I worked on an essay that I started a year ago. I read books, I meditated, I slept more. There's a correlation here since Instagram fractures my focus. I'm not sure how to be on it regularly and be present in my life. If you know how to do both, please tell me how. I have not had a morning like that Thursday since. Much of it was kismet and out of my control, but, but some of it I could try to manufacture, like starting the day full of focus and connection rather than what I often do, which is isolate, linger in distractions like indecisiveness and, or comparison. I tried to recreate the parts I could, but last week I was sad, so I moved like a snail. This heavier energy led to more coping mechanisms, a challenge in finding and sustaining focus. When I did finally get focused, I was unable to linger in it because I was swamped. When focus is fractured by scheduled calls, appointments, taxes, general car and home upkeep, working on the clock at a specific location, volunteering, etc. It's frustrating. Although I was an active participant in setting up all these fractures, some of which I enjoy or I enjoy having completed, they still pull me away. Fractures and focus are inevitable. So I'm trying to eliminate the distractions that are in my control to give myself as much uninterrupted space as possible. Even time on one task inevitably displaces another task. This is a trade-off, so it can still cause stress and having to catch up later. But what are we even behind on? Who says you're behind? Things take a long time, or for me they do, and you know what makes all of them take so long? Half doing them because I'm not concentrating on any one of them. I'm trying to do them all at once. For me, eliminating the focus fractures that are within my control means the following trade-offs. Not watching TV and therefore feeling out of touch and missing references and jokes. Taking longer than I usually would to respond to someone that I love. Feeling anxiety about our relationship. 
not going on Instagram all day, missing reshares, missing people's birthdays, missing messages, wanting to know what friends are up to, losing followers, losing engagement, getting behind in emails, having to, to means, you know, having to start everyone with, I'm so sorry for the delayed response yet again, missing time sensitive opportunities, missing potential money-making opportunities, prioritizing work, writing, walking, meditating, doing my taxes, missing friends that I haven't seen in a while and fearing that us not socializing will mean we're not as close or they'll forget about me, getting behind on errands, making returns, dropping things off to friends, feeling stress and incomplete. Life is all trade-offs. These are some of mine today. What are yours? Maybe making a list would be useful for you too. I am still trying to figure out how to manufacture mornings where I'm able to feel as well-resourced as I did that day. I tried to reverse engineer it. What was it exactly that got me so high other than focus? Was it being paid attention to by people I admire, being fully present with what I was doing without distraction? That's focus. <laughs> Feeling connection, luck. How can I give that to myself? How can I feel connected when I am alone? I don't know, but I'm journaling on it. Here are some self-inquiry journaling prompts that maybe we can all do on this subject together. Where do you feel high? What are those bits of your weeks and days that make you feel good? Are these bits distraction-free? Are you focused? Are you able to do any of them more? I hope in all of our answers to these questions that you are able to break down ways to feel well-resourced, focused, validated, connected, and even a bit high. However, I know two things to be true. How you feel isn't always within your control. We move through emotional cycles. We are high at times. We are low at times. Like the tides, both shift. Both are neutral. Both are natural. How we feel about ourselves is impacted by other people, and that's okay. We are social creatures, and we are wired for connection. This is natural, too. You can find out more about Katie at her website, katiedalbout.com, D-A-L-E-B-O-U-T, or sign up to her newsletter and podcast, which delves into daily routines as well, at letitout.com, L-E-T-I-T-O-U-T-T-T. Which you can also find under the same name and spelling on Instagram. I love Katie's work and I've been following her for some time. This daily routine is such a beautiful insight, I think, into someone's morning on a good day. It's not to say that Katie doesn't have her bad days, but we just chose to highlight this one because it's such a good one. I ended up chatting to Katie for ages after this. If you're a paid subscriber to the Company on Sunday newsletter, you can hear the full interview there. Sign up at companyonsundays.substack.com. <laughs>